Thanks for listening to the Thyroid Fixer podcast with your host, me, Dr. Amy Horniman, aka the Thyroid Fixer, functional medicine practitioner, hormone and weight loss expert. We're talking all things thyroid, hormone, and health related in order to empower, educate, and transform you. So if you're ready to get your life back, let's get started. If you think about it, most of us have hypothyroidism and we're joined in that way. We can all share experiences and frustrations with each other and we understand how each other feels or what we went through being diagnosed and trying to get optimized and the different symptoms we deal with. We are all joined and we are a a pretty large group if you take into account how many people have hypothyroidism. But this is something even larger. This pandemic is joining all of us across the world. So when I speak about stress, of course, I am talking today about how it directly affects your thyroid. But let's face it, we're all under so much more stress right now. And the stressors that you have already had, kids at home, autistic kids, if you're caring for a loved one in your home, or just adjusting to daily life, or you lost your job, or you're battling with your spouse, these are stressors that we all have and now put on top of it this added stress of not knowing where the world is going on a day-to-day basis. So I really wanted to jump in today and talk about how stress really does affect the body. Are you finally at your wit's end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. Just from a personal note, I know even last week, I had a five-day, well, seven, five, well, six and seven, it kind of lingered, but a five-day, kind of seven-day migraine. I have never had that before in my life. Three days have been my migraine max, and usually after I pass that three-day mark, I'm okay, but definitely, I know it's stress. And I know firsthand what stress can do to your body. So I plead all of you, if you are experiencing additional symptoms, don't discount stress and what it can be doing to your body. And especially if you have hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's, it's going to affect you on another level. And we're going to go over today exactly why. I always believe it helps to understand your body more and how it works so that you can actually tune in and recognize what's going on. Even if it's not very pleasant what's going on, you can at least tune in and actually recognize it and pick up on it. Let's get a little bit geeky, a little bit biology nerdy, right? During stress, we activate the HPA axis, and we're going to be talking a little bit more about that as we go. It's the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. 
So what this does, it's part of the sympathetic nervous system. It leads to an increased secretion of glucocorticoids and catecholamines in order to maintain homeostasis. Our body always wants to be in a state of balance. So the body, remember, our bodies are smarter than we give it credit for. And it will work, our bodies will work to maintain balance no matter what. When we're looking at this, these stress hormones act on antigen-presenting immune cells, and this may influence the differentiation of potential T-helper cells, which are part of our immune system. Differentiation of T-helper cells away from Th1 and toward a Th2 phenotype. I'll tell you what that means in a second. This results in suppression of cellular immunity and potentiation of humoral immunity. So thyroid autoimmunity is clinically expresses Hashimoto's, we know that, and or Graves disease. And what happens is when the different phenotype expression of thyroid autoimmunity, it depends on the balance of Th1 versus Th2 immune responses. So when stress occurs, it's shifting our immune system. And this is why we see oftentimes Hashimoto's expressed during a stressful situation. So many of you, it is possible that if you have that genetic predisposition for Hashimoto's, maybe you've never been tested. This could be the time during the stressful situation that that gene turns on and that your immune system in layman's terms freaks out and shifts in a way to create the autoimmune flare. And then Hashimoto's and or Graves can actually express itself during stressful times. So oftentimes we see, we say puberty, pregnancy, perimenopause, the big P's. Those are times where a woman or specifically a woman during pregnancy will experience changes in her body that are then diagnosed as Hashimoto's. So stress can absolutely turn that on. So when we're talking about the HPA access, we have to remember that the HPA access controls things like temperature, digestion, immune system, um, mood, sexuality, energy use. And then it definitely controls the body's reaction to stress or trauma. So when someone is under chronic stress, like we all are right now, just that low level, it could be high level on some days, but it's just this low constant level, the unknown right now, that low constant level of stress can actually start to depress the hypothalamic and pituitary function. So we know that we rely on the pituitary to send signals to our thyroid. So it's the hypothalamus pituitary thyroid access, HPT access. And when the HPA access is disrupted, what ends up happening is it suppresses thyroid function. So what we will see actually, some studies have shown that the inflammation that occurs from stress, the inflammatory cytokines that are released can downregulate the HPA access and then reduce levels of thyroid stimulating hormone. So it will reduce, and it's not that your TSH goes down in a good way, it's that the pituitary is no longer sending out the signal to stimulate the thyroid to make additional hormones. And what we will see is actually a reduction in T3 for five days. Five days, T3 can go down. 
despite what medication that you're on. And that's why we're going to talk about sometimes during stress, during chronic stress, like we are in right now, you may need more medication. So T3 goes down. What we see is reduced T3, reduced free T3, reduced free T4, and that can be up to five days. And then TNF alpha, tumor necrosis factor alpha, which is an inflammatory cytokine, can decrease the conversion of T4 to T3 and reduce thyroid hormone uptake. So remember, we we all talk about, and you've heard me say this before, and if you're in one of the thyroid groups, you see this talked about all the time. T4 is the inactive thyroid hormone. T3 is the active thyroid hormone. T4 has to convert to T3. So now you have stress coming in and releasing inflammatory cytokines. And there are other things that reduce conversion, the T4 to T3 as well, related to stress. We'll get to that in a moment. But stress comes in, you have an influx of inflammatory cytokines that are now getting in the way of that T4 to T3 conversion. Now let's think about this. Stress also increases cortisol. High cortisol levels impair T4 to T3 conversion and increase reverse T3. High stress increases cortisol, which will increase your blood glucose. High stress can cause insulin resistance. So now you have high insulin and high blood glucose. And of course, you have an impairment of T4 to T3 conversion. So stress that you can see is very much getting in the way of that T4 to T3 conversion. It can significantly impair you getting your active thyroid hormone into the cell. Okay. Adrenal stress promotes autoimmunity by weakening immune barriers. So earlier today, I released a video along with a supplement guide, a free download supplement guide on things you can do right now to boost your immune system, the specific supplements that are backed in science by the Institute for Functional Medicine. So we're kind of clearing out some of those rumors of what to use and what not to use. And This is important because with Hashimoto's, with any autoimmune condition, we just naturally have weakened immune barriers. So we all know that our immune health starts in our gut. And the GI tract, the lungs, the blood-brain barrier, they're the primary immune components of the body. This is where immunity starts. So when you think of the gut, I want you to think of a totally enclosed system. And in that totally enclosed system, supposedly, there's little holes that can happen. And what can trigger these holes are toxins, gluten, and stress. So stress is a trigger to leaky gut. So adrenal stress will weaken the barriers, and then it will weaken the immune system. So in general, stress just brings down your immune system and then increases autoimmunity. So with the gut thyroid connection, when the immune barriers are are breached, when those are broken down, then these large antigens come in and get into the bloodstream and create this systemic inflammatory response. And then if this keeps happening over and over and over again, the immune system gets completely thrown out of whack, and then we become more prone to autoimmune diseases. So we said in the very beginning, stress, any kind of stress can turn on that gene where autoimmune can express itself. Well, stress can also break down the immune barriers like our gut and create an autoimmune flare too. And that's when we see autoimmunity express itself as well. And then right now during this time, we are concerned about keeping our immune systems up just simply for protection. So doing things to boost your immune system 
in addition to possibly looking at your thyroid medication and possibly needing more, are two things that you can do right now to support yourself through this stressful time. Now, there are actual stress supplements, so to speak, things like phosphatidylserine, pharmagaba, if you're experiencing anxiety. But I think that at the core, once we get down to that root cause at the very bottom, what you can do right now is strengthen your immune system and really pay attention to your thyroid, increased thyroid symptoms. And you might need to get tested more often to make sure that your free T3 is not crashing. Adrenal stress can actually cause thyroid hormone resistance. So I think it was a week or so ago that we talked about insulin resistance. We did a deep dive into insulin resistance. How when you have high levels of insulin, that will impair thyroid hormone from actually getting into the cell. So stress equals high insulin. We said that already. Then if you have insulin resistance, it's going to impair the cell uptake of T3. That's not good because if T3 can't get into the cell, if you actually have thyroid hormone resistance at the cell level, then your numbers will look just fine on your blood work. And there's no practical way to measure receptor site sensitivity. I mean, we do T3 uptake, um, but if you are thyroid hormone resistant, um, there's no direct test to like insulin resistance to say here, yes, you are. But your thyroid hormone levels can look normal, but there's a problem at the cellular level. And this can be root caused based in high stress, chronic stress. And then you will see um, inflammation in this and depressing your thyroid receptor site sensitivity. And it will produce more hypothyroid symptoms, even though the lab markers like TSH, T3 and T4 may be normal. So that's something to pay attention to. If during this time you are experiencing more stress, you're starting to lose your mind and you are experiencing increased hypothyroid symptoms, that is something to pay attention to because you may have an issue at the cell level. Now, remember, adrenal stress can also cause hormone imbalances. So what's the other thing that impairs T4 to T3 conversion? Estrogen dominance. So cortisol, one of the main hormones in the body released by the adrenals. We know that. It's released during the stress response. Prolonged cortisol elevations caused by chronic stress decreases the liver's ability to clear excess estrogens from the body. And then excess estrogen increases the level of thyroid binding globulin, TBG, the protein that, that protein that thyroid hormone is attached to as it's transported through the body. But the issue is when thyroid hormone is bound to TBG, it's inactive. It has to be cleaved. And that's why we look at your free T3 and free T4 levels because those are free and unbound. So when stress is high, we have high cortisol, we have excess estrogen, and then excess estrogen will increase TBG and it'll clean, it'll tighten up on, tighten down on the thyroid hormone and not let it go so it can be picked up by the cell. I'm hoping all this is making sense. So when it's bound to TBG, it's inactive. When TBG levels are high, the percentage of free thyroid hormone drops. This will show up on labs as low T3 uptake and low free T3 and free T4. So we see this when women are taking estrogen-containing birth control pills. Um, that's an issue as well. But estrogen dominance is a, 
is a big issue when it comes to the thyroid. And there are things that we can do like using DIM or indole 3 carbonyl to help clear the body of that excess estrogen. But then again, we do have to go back to the main source, which is stress and take care of that. And then the last thing I will say, and this is an extreme case, but it's something to bring up, especially now that stress sometimes in underactive thyroid and Hashimoto's um, can develop into a myxedema coma. And this is more likely to occur in people that have had their thyroid glands removed. It's something just to be aware of. Severe ongoing stress, infections, um, a virus right now, even if it's not the coronavirus, any kind of virus can trigger that. Like I said, it's very, very rare, but it's something to just pay attention to. And then symptoms to watch out for with that include a severe drop in body temperature. That's why we often, Paul Robinson not just specifically for this reason, but just even for your own vitals, recommends um, taking your temperature and vital taking, temperature taking post, which I can find and put in here as well. And then you want to look out for difficulty breathing, which right now, my gosh, as soon as you have that, you're going to think you have COVID. Uh, slow heart rate, constipation, seizures, and weight gain due to fluid buildup in the body. So those are big, big, big signs to look out for for the myxedema coma. Um, like I said, it's very, very rare. I'm not saying that to scare you, but stress is the underlying factor when it comes to that. So, okay, things that you can do. Like we said, there are supplements that you can take right now just to support the body. And you've heard me say this over and over again, not a fan of ashwagandha. I'm just not. Maybe some of you have had miraculous effects from it. I'm just not. I prefer phosphatidylserine, P.S. And I like using things like Pharmagaba. Designs for Health makes a NeuroCalm too for people who feel like they're like <sighs> agitated from all the stress. And then the Pharmagaba helps because that's a chewable that can kind of be used like uh, like a Xanax. But I always say if Xanax is a 10, Pharmagaba is like a four, maybe a three or four. So sometimes you have to chew a couple of them. GABA is the calming neurotransmitter. And then other things that you can do, obviously, is stress management, yoga, deep breathing, meditation. You've heard all this, but it actually does work. We're tapping into our parasympathetic nervous system, reducing those levels of cortisol when possible. Other things that you can do, stabilizing your blood sugar. So we said earlier, insulin resistance. So one thing you can do is keep your blood sugar in check. Yes, you have to reduce the sugar and the processed foods. You can't buy the crap. You cannot buy the crappy food. If it's in your house, you're going to eat it. That's the law of nutrition. If it is in your house, you will eventually circle around to eat it. I could have pretzels in my house. I don't like pretzels. But if I get hungry enough, I'm going to eat a pretzel and then a couple of pretzels. So just don't even buy it. Stabilize your blood sugar. If you are using something like berberine, you've heard me talk about that ad nauseum. I'm a huge fan of it, especially for insulin resistance, balancing those blood sugar levels, balancing the insulin levels, helping you to take off weight. It works tremendous for insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes. Having insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes makes you more prone to catching the coronavirus because of the ACE2 receptors on the cell. Uh, but using berberine to balance out your blood sugar and insulin is key. That's also going to protect you from being more susceptible to COVID. Okay, that's also going to protect you from putting on weight. Now, for your thyroid, I want you to think about, now I am not telling you to dose yourself. 
I cannot legally tell you to take more thyroid hormone and dose yourself. What I can tell you is that you might need more thyroid hormone. So pay attention to your symptoms. Start a log, start a journal. If you are experiencing weight gain that is not due to you eating too much cheese, then write it down. If that is paired up with, let's say, increased anxiety, decreased mood, low energy, if your hair is starting to freak out and fall out where it wasn't before, all those hypothyroid symptoms, if they seem to be increasing a little bit and building upon themselves, building upon each other, it may be that you need additional thyroid hormone through this time. It's something to talk about with your doctor. It is something that I'll just use myself as an example so as to not tell you what to do. Sometimes, and many of you know that I'm on T3 only, maybe I'll just take an extra 15 micrograms per day just to kind of bump that up. Maybe I'll do it even every other day. And just to see if that doesn't take the edge off some of the hypothyroid symptoms when I am doing everything else correctly, as long as I am eating correctly and I'm taking my berberine, I'm keeping my insulin and blood sugar in check. I'm taking things like DIM and indole-3-carbinol to clear excess estrogens out. I'm keeping on top of my progesterone serum to keep my progesterone levels up. I'm exercising, I'm working out, I'm getting out, walking the dog, getting some fresh air. I am doing everything properly, getting good sleep, doing my hot yoga in my bathroom, deep breathing. And if I still have climbing hypothyroid symptoms, I might need a little bit of extra thyroid medication. Now, for those of you who are really, really stuck getting thyroid medication, you can also look into thyroid supports. Um, I know that we, I use something called Thyroid 65. It's by a company called Priority One, natural desiccated thyroid, uh, same as Armor. And there's another one, I think it's Thyrovans. Am I right for anyone listening? Thyrovans, I think it is. So that's another one that it's an over-the-counter. It's basically an Armor. And you can take just little micro doses of that to increase your overall thyroid hormone. Just an idea, pay attention to it. Oftentimes in the cold, so during winter, our bodies need more thyroid hormone. And now during this extreme stress, you also might need additional thyroid hormone. So it could be a conversation you have with your doctor and it could be something that you plot out and pay attention to. I wanted to give you the actual mechanism of action so that you could pay attention to your own body. Because here's the thing, you might be sitting there thinking, just like, I mean, I, I fall prey to this, right? I should know better, but it's really hard to think when it's yourself. I could not figure out why I had a five-day migraine and then why it kind of lingered on day six and seven. I started feeling it coming back. I thought, oh, no, here we go again. Could not figure it out. I'm thinking, did I eat something different? I'm looking, did I eat something different? I mean, except for the additional cheese that I keep talking about. But I couldn't think of anything else. It comes down to stress. So if you're walking around going, you know, I just don't know why I put on five pounds this week. Well, it probably is coming down to stress, affecting your HPA axis, which is affecting your thyroid. Pay attention to it. Could be affecting your hormones. Men, stress decreases testosterone. So for my men out there, so as to not make this all about the thyroid, 
We just said that stress can increase estrogen levels. Excess estrogen decreases testosterone. So men, you might be walking around with less energy, a little more belly fat, no motivation to get to your home gym and do anything. That could be decreased libido. That could be a decreased testosterone situation from stress as well. So I didn't want to leave my guys out. I know we have men that suffer from hypothyroidism, so it could be a double whammy with you as well. If your T3 becomes suppressed for five days, your testosterone can then go down with that, with the excess estrogen. It's a whole interplay. I find the body pretty fascinating. It just all ties together. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, please share this episode and check out the entire Thyroid Fixer podcast on all podcast platforms. If you're on iTunes, it would be awesome if you left me a review. And just a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat, so you always want to check with your doctor about any advice given on this podcast. And if you'd like to schedule a discovery call, please refer to the show notes for all the links. Everything that we talked about in the podcast will be in there with a guide for you on how you can get your life back. Let's get you fixed.